Hello and welcome to At A Theater Near Me. What is that? 12 down, 353 to go. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm joined today again by the Warthog. Hello, Warthog. Hello, Chris. How are you? Good, good. Glad you decided to come back. Um, so uh, we, we're going to go over... I made an audible as far as uh, strategy is concerned. I went and saw a movie that I was not planning on seeing today. I actually made the decision late last night. We'll talk about that movie as a journal for Jordan. We'll talk about that. We're also going to talk about a, The Good Daughter. Uh, it's on Netflix, so maybe some of you have seen that. I saw that one yesterday, um, or as you're hearing this, two days ago. Uh, but um, I kind of, I made a, I think it could have been a, a potentially, I don't say fatal flaw, but it's probably dramatic, but I made a, a potentially a mistake that could make my life more difficult over the next upcoming weeks. Um, as well as, as the, some of the theaters I went to as the landmark cinemas again, uh, and O'Neill cinemas, they have some really good bargains. Kind of want to talk about that a little bit as well as, uh, maybe I might be getting bailed out as well by some of the decisions that movie studios are making. Um, before we get into any of that, I want to talk about two tours. Two tours is back for this episode. Um, they are fantastic. Uh, I love two tours. If you listen to quantum week, you know how much I love two tours. They have the best gummies around. So if you're looking for Delta eight, looking to just, just take some of the edge off, just relax a little bit. Um, I, I love these. I have these pretty regularly, like almost every night I usually have one. Uh, some nights, if I want to have a little more fun, I'll have two or three. Uh, but one is great. I always say like, I have, I have pretty terrible insomnia. I, uh, and I've had two, two tourist products that have really helped me out with that. Um, I, they have the droplets. So you, it's like, like an eye droplet, eye dropper rather. And you it has, has the tincture in there and then you, you drop it in two drops. And then usually about an hour, I'm feeling that kind of warm feeling my belly. Like it's, it's time to go to bed. It's time to relax. Uh, it's time to go to sleep. So the same thing with the gummies as well. Usually after I have one, like about 45 minutes, I start to get ready to, to go to sleep, which is a huge help. Cause like the worst thing in the world is being up at like 3 a.m. and you're just counting down the hours before you know you have to wake up and it's just awful. That is, and then the panic sets in. It, it is, that is a horrible feeling. So having two tours and knowing, hey, I'll pop a gummy at midnight, whatever. And that way by around one o'clock, it's for me, that's like a good time to go to sleep. Uh, but uh, they have this great uh, dragon fruit flavor. This is fantastic. I'll talk more about that as the show goes on, but uh, you can't beat two tours. But the great news is, um, if you use the, if you go to two tours.com, use the promo code movies, you will get 20% off along with free shipping. So, I mean, you're getting it to you delivered right to your house and you're saving 20%. It's, it's a no lose. It, it make, it makes no sense. Everyone should be running to two tours.com doing promo code movies and then having these great products sent right to your house. Like I said, we'll talk more about them as the show goes on, but two tours.com promo code movies, uh, that that's, that's a no brainer. Uh, I think even you would agree with that, right? Warthog. You are correct, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My ending man. Uh, wonderful. Okay. So let's talk strategy. Let's talk about how I fucked up. Uh, I, you know, I didn't fuck up with two tours. Thank God. But I fucked up with, with this potentially. So the original plan was for me to go to the music hall in Portsmouth and check out a movie called The Novice. The Novice has made, I think, $29,000 total in its run. It is an incredibly independent film that I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, you've never heard of. I had never heard of it before I saw it was on the schedule at the music hall. It's about, I believe, a lesbian a crew, like a crew, like, you know, they rode the boats, the crew people. Um, yeah. And uh, in college, and she's a uh, you know, competitive crew. And um, I think just struggling with that. From my understanding, that's what the movie's about. Um, so that was playing at seven o'clock on 
Wednesday night at the Portsmouth Music Hall. So I was all ready to go see. I was excited. I'm like, all right, this movie is not going to play anywhere else. This is, this is a, a no-brainer for me to go see. It's a new movie, so it kind of checks that box as well. This is a slam dunk. So the movie schedules come out usually Tuesday-ish is when every, oh, the movie theaters kind of release their schedules. Wednesday morning at the latest. But usually by Tuesday, I have a pretty good idea what I'm going to see the following week. So I'm checking stuff, and I'm, we talked about it on the show last time uh, you were on, Warthog. We talked about that movie, A Journal for Jordan, and how it's the Michael B. Jordan movie, and how it's just getting annihilated in the box office. But it only had been out for three weeks. So I'm like, all right, I know I got to see A Journal for Jordan next week, but, you know, probably. But, you know, I'm sure it'll be out for a fourth week in the theaters. So I'm looking, and it's not playing anywhere. And I do some more research, and I realize it's going to, I think it was released to video on demand maybe yesterday. So... Um, I think their, their strategy is they're just pulling out of theaters. It have, hasn't even made $6 million, um, directed by Denzel Washington. So I'm like, I really probably have to see that. So I made a decision to go see that and not see um, the novice. I think my mentality is if I, if I have to pick one, I'd rather pick the movie that's more more widely seen for a number of reasons. A, people can understand what I'm talking about in the, on this podcast, but also like Denzel Washington and Michael B. Jordan are just more compelling, have a much longer career, obviously, than anyone in the novice, which a movie that no one really understands or knows about or knows anything about. It's just a complete unknown film. Um, do you think I made the right call, Warthog? What, what, do you, what do you think there? Should I have seen the novice or was... I mean, it seems like if the journal is running out of theaters, I mean, that's something you got to jump on before. You know, it's too late and then you're kicking yourself for missing the train. Yeah, I guess. I'm really kicking myself, though, uh, because I, I did miss the train in a couple movies though. So journal for Jordan, I probably should have seen earlier because then I could have seen the novice on Wednesday. So what happened was I, I saw two movies too early. I saw ghostbusters way too early. That was the first movie I saw. Um, it had, when I saw it, it was not even in the top 10 anymore, but because of once again, COVID these movies are staying in the theaters much longer than they, than they had previously been. And with Sony pulling out that Morbius movie, I know I keep talking about that, but that Morbius domino has created, has a total shit show for me to some extent. Good and bad. We'll talk about the good element of it in a second. But the bad, the shit show element is that it now, um, I think that Sony had a number of ad placements they had already committed to. And so whether it be like on, we talk about like on, on football and NFL uh, on Sunday or other programs. So they got to fill those slots. They got to put something in there. So I think because of that, they're leaving Ghostbusters in the theaters longer. I don't know if they worked out a deal with the movie theaters themselves um, or what, uh, but there seems to be a reason Ghostbusters is sticking around. In fact, now it's been in the top 10 for the last two weeks. So had I just held off on Ghostbusters, I could have seen that. Later this week, even, uh, it's still in theaters. It's still going to be in theaters next week. And I could have seen a journal for Jordan. So I screwed up there. Uh, the other movie I screwed up on is House of Gucci. I saw that way too early. I was excited to see it. I want to see it. And I think I just jumped a gun. That also is still in theaters this upcoming week as well. Um, right. So I, I definitely fucked up there. So the good news is the movie theater companies are uh, obviously making all their arrangements because of this show. So they've, uh, they've kindly... Um, put some movies back in theaters, which is, I don't know if I've seen in quite a long time. This would happen every once in a while in the eighties. You know, once VHS rentals were a real thing, like once the movie's out of the theaters, it's out of the theaters. Now, obviously you see things like Star Wars get re-released, things like that, you know, special things, right, uh, you know, special movies get released. But we're seeing like that Venom movie, the Venom Carnage, 
whatever the hell that's called, the sequel to Venom that came out back in October, right. I believe. That had been pulled yeah. from theaters. And now it's back uh, in a number. It's like, it's getting like another like wide release this week, which is fucking wild. Um, and I think it's because once again, Morbius situation, Sony may have committed to some of these theaters like, oh, look, we'll place your movie here. And then um, the movie theaters might be wondering kind of what's going on. The good news is I am talking to someone who is involved with kind of picking movies that play at theaters. Uh, I'm going to have him on, um, I think in two episodes from now. So I think in like four, I think I'm interviewing him on Monday. So maybe that Tuesday that will drop or that Wednesday will drop. Um, so uh, hopefully I can kind of ask those questions. Like what is the commitment process with studios and with having movies in there? Um, but so the good news is I'm going to see Ven. Well, not good. Cause I don't I have no interest in this movie. I've never seen the original <laughs> looks fucking terrible, but I'm going to see this Venom movie uh, in, in the theaters. Uh, I think on Saturday. So uh, Sydney Portier of course died last week. Um, legendary figure in film one. He's the first uh, black man to win a uh, best actor uh, Oscar. A uh, longtime director, of course, directed Ghost Dad, one of the Warthog's favorite movies with Bill Cosby. Um, and, um, uh, but a legendary career for sure. Like, you know, he also directed uh, Stir Crazy with Gene Wilder, which is one of the biggest comedies, I think, of 1980. So, I mean, he had a long, prolific, yeah. great movie career. So, I think movie theaters are desperate to fill these screens. So, they're having Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which is with Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn, a very famous Sidney Poitier movie from the 60s. That's going to be in, like, why do you, I don't say why do you, but in limited release in theaters next, next week. Like this isn't like, uh, like the bridal theater just showing like a one-off of guess who's coming to dinner. Like this is going to be in a number of theaters next week. This could actually bring in some box office next week. So I'm going to go, I think see that on Monday. Um, which if you had told me I was going to go see guess who's coming to dinner at like an AMC, <laughs> I would have been very confused by that, um, you know, when this project started. But with COVID, it's kind of making more sense. And I think, I wonder if we're going to start seeing more older releases kind of fill theaters, which is going to bail me out from fucking up by seeing some of these movies maybe too soon. Um, I did want to go over some of the movies I'm seeing next week. Uh, I know you, sadly, Warthog, no military films uh, I'm seeing next week. Disappointing. (laughs) I can can see you're very upset. Uh, So, uh, the next few days here, Back to the Future, uh, King Richard. That's another example of getting bailed out. So King Richard uh, was released in theaters, kind of somewhat limited because it was streaming. It was on Amazon or Netflix. I forget where that was. HBO? HBO Max. I think you're right. Um, I think so. I think you're right. So they're putting that back in theaters, which is fucking wild. Like it didn't do that well when it was out initially because everyone's watching on HBO Max. So... And I don't think it's like a giant audience for a drama like that anyway. So um, I know obviously that I guess that makes more sense than Venom in that they're trying to push Will Smith for the uh, best ask, best actor win. Um, right. So maybe you could say it's some weird Oscar push, but I don't think, I mean, look, that's, that, that might make sense in LA, but I don't think, you know, people in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, there's that many Oscar voters here. So I, I, it's just, I think it's just a desperation move because theaters need to fill, you know, if you have an AMC 20, screen cinema you need to put something on those 20 screens like you just can't keep running the same movie for you know if it's not doing well for you know 
15 weeks. You got to do something to get people to come to your theaters. So King Richard, yeah. I'll be seeing that, which I never thought I'd have a chance to see. Uh, Venom, uh, The King's Man, I'll be seeing. That's that's the uh, sequel to the one of these King's Man movie. I've never seen these. Uh, so I'm sure that will be a great time for me. Uh, I'm seeing uh, Belle, I think. That's the anime film. Uh, the only anime film I've ever seen is Princess Mononoke, which I did not like. I saw that for Quantum <laughs> Week. So that's, that's not going to be a lot of fun for me. Uh, and then I think I might uh, see Licorice Pizza next week. Um, probably seeing it too okay. soon, um, but I, I just, I really want to see it. So uh, I've waited as long as I could. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the upcoming schedule there. So some interesting, like I said, a couple of classic, obviously Back to the Future, um, but then um, Guess Who's Coming for Dinner. I mean, those are, you know, those are older movies, but then like, I guess the strangest ones for me are King Richard and Venom, because those are movies I thought were just yeah. gone. Uh, and apparently they're not. That's pretty much the strategy that I have going forward here for the next week. Um, I have, so people have been asking kind of about the expense report. I, I, I do want to have a tally at the, you know, every episode right now I'm up to $415 that I've spent, which means that yeah. uh, I'm basically at like 34.58 a day and I need to be under $28 a day. So I'm spending too much money still. Um, but I think because I bought the AMC pass for the month, I bought the Regal pass for the month, uh, you know, earlier, I think that's making it kind of top heavy. So hopefully the more I, I go to some of these theaters, uh, especially AMC or Regal, the more, I, you know, in theory, it's all free at this point for me. Uh, the other good news right. uh, for me was I went and did some kind of discount deals the last two days. So I went to see a, The Good Daughter at... Uh, the landmark cinemas in, in Kendall Square. I went there. It's in Cambridge. I, I went there to see Tender Bar um, last week. Uh, and they had a great deal for Cambridge, like in Boston area. It was $7 matinee on, um, yeah, on, uh, what was it? That would have been Tuesday, right? What's today? Wednesday? Yes. Tomorrow's yeah. Thursday. Yes. You're hearing this Thursday. I'm sorry, people. Uh, yeah, so I saw it at $7. Um, like that's a, that's a great deal for sure. The other thing I saw was uh, O'Neill cinemas. I didn't take advantage of this deal cause it's also a Tuesday deal, but had I gone, uh, and saw journal for Jordan there, it's $5 and 50 cents all day on Tuesdays. Um, and I know I kind of talk about O'Neill cinemas. They're kind of a no frills cinema. Um, uh, it's the third time I've been there. I'm going there again. Um, I think on Saturday or Sunday, uh, I think on Sunday to see the King's man. I think I'm going to see to go there. Uh, they also O'Neill cinemas. The reason I keep going there, uh, a lot on Sundays, especially is they are the only theater around that has matinees that start before noon. Like they'll have matinees start at 11 o'clock, which is great. Cause then I'm able to get home and watch football. But, um, you know, back when I was oh, Christ, even in my twenties, like we're not talking that long ago, there were tons of like 10 AM matinees, like 10 AM matinees were not rare. And now it's like, good luck finding a movie on the weekdays that start before one o'clock. Like, you, good luck. Uh, and, you know, maybe you'll find like that noon matinee um, on the weekends. But O'Neill, at least give him credit. I mean, yeah, they, they're no frills. It's not, especially at the Epping location where I go. I guess they have a Littleton Mass location. I've not gone there yet. I guess that one's a little nicer. Um, but I, good deals, 550 on Tuesday. You know, if you're kind of, you know, on a budget, you have a big family, you can't beat that. And then um, on top of it, uh, they have those early matinees, which I like. Do you, do you, when, when do you go to the movies? Well, you don't go to the movies ever, uh, you know, in the last like nine years we're talking, but if you imagine a world where you did go to the movies, uh, when do you like going at night? Do you like the kind of that late night so, showing? I 
back when I was going more frequently, I would prefer like the weekday matinees because um, I would have like days off during the week and you could go. It would be deserted. It would be so pleasant. It's the best. It's that, that has been one really great experience is like going and I have a ton of matinees next week that I'm really I'm really happy about. Uh, yeah. and you go like it's 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 so three different times now. I've never been completely alone in the theater yet. I've had three times where I'm one of like two people or one of three people. Um, and it happened today, actually, a journal for Jordan. Um, I was completely alone. I'm like, oh my God, it happened. I'm completely alone. Uh, <laughs> but then two people, like this, these two old people like walked in and sat like completely opposite of me. But then they like kind of were talking a little bit. And I kind of had to give like, you know, you turn around and you're like, you know, come on. Like, you know, you, you give kind of the, you know, you clear the throat. You kind of like give kind of the side eye, you turn around, you're like, you know, you kind of get dramatic with maybe throw your hands in the air. Like, what are, you, what are we doing here? You know, you don't want to say like, <laughs> shut the fuck up or shut up. Especially they're older. Like, you know, but like, but you want to be like, why, why talk? You know, I'm sure whatever you're saying is not help, helping anybody. Like, I, I hate that talking and texting during movies. I'm sure I'll get into that later on, but that, that was the things that just drive me crazy. Um, okay. So let's talk about something that doesn't drive me crazy. That's two tours. Uh, I love two tours. Like I said, they have these, these dragon fruit gummies, um, they taste amazing. The best tasting gummies I've ever had. But I'd, I'd be lying though if I said there's a product here I've never had that I I'm, I'm really want to try. I, I saw it on their website. It's the Fruity Pebble like Delta 8 bar. And it looks like, like, a, like a Rice Krispie treat kind of thing, but it's obviously Fruity Pebbles. I love Rice Krispie treats. I love Fruity Pebbles. Um, I would, that looks great. I think I might need to try that. So we'll say it's 20 bucks, but 20% off. I mean, even Warthog knows that's, that's 60, you know, $20 becomes 16 pretty quick. And then free shipping. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's a huge win there. Uh, but if you're not a fan of Rice Krispie Treats and you want to have, um, you know, the gummies like I love, you can have the, like the regular gummies, which are great. Uh, you're, you know, kind of basic fruit flavor, but you know, your typical fruit flavors. Uh, that's the one I've always had. But then ever since I've had the dragon fruit, I'm like, I, you guys can keep sending me those. That, that, that's fantastic. And I even buy them. I, I love these. Uh, these are fantastic. Uh, these dragon fruit, you can't beat it. Uh, so you have one feeling nice warm feeling in your belly but if you want to have you know feeling really good you know two or three does the trick for me um everyone's different um but you can't go wrong there and they have the tincture like i said if you're someone that struggles with insomnia like i do you have like this it comes in a nice this is, these are really nice packaged items they don't you know they come ship ship to the house they're well packaged you get them the, you know the tincture has this fancy eye droplet that's like this I say eyedropper. Obviously, it's probably not the technical term. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's like eyedropper, and then you throw the tincture in your mouth. And uh, like I said in 45 minutes, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready for bed, which for me is a miracle. Uh, Tutors.com. Uh, that's Tutors.com. These guys both, you know, both served in the military. Uh, did two tours overseas. Came uh, to Tennessee and started this this company, and they do great work. So not only are you uh, getting great products sent to your house for free, but you're helping out some veterans. Like you, you can't lose. These guys are great. Two tours.com. I, I love these guys so much. Uh, and I'm so excited they're here at a theater, uh, helping out here. Um, okay. So let's talk reviews here before we, before we head out. Um, I'm going to do a review here of journal for Jordan first. Uh, and then I'll get into, uh, a good daughter. We'll do a kind of a spoiler free review. And then I'll, I will get into some spoilers because it is on Netflix. So I think a lot of people maybe have seen it. I know Warthog has not seen it. Uh, but you know, Look, 
I'm not going to bring Warthog on and expect him to have seen all these movies because that, that would make sense. Uh, but I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's you know, he, he, <laughs> Warthog's here for moral support. Um, okay. That's right. A Journal for Jordan. So this is based on a memoir uh, I've not read. Uh, that, uh, came out. She's a former New York Times writer, and uh, it's about a, a couple um, that uh, has a, a newborn. Um, they date for a kind of a long-distance relationship for a few years. She's in New York. He's in the military. And then um, uh, they, uh, it's a long-distance relationship. And then and the husband, he, he dies. Uh, it's not a spoiler that's told right up front at the top of the, top of the, the movie. Um, and right. um, it's, uh, it's, I imagine, is an amazing memoir. I read some of the reviews of the book, and uh, I read some of the reviews of some movie critics that have read this book, and they all say this, this has a really, like, she has a really unique voice and tells a really interesting story. Unfortunately, that's not here in this film. So this is directed by Denzel Washington, who does a pretty terrible job. This is basically like lifetime movie style directing. Um, the script is awful, like surprisingly corny. It was uh, written by Virgil Williams. He's been nominated for an Oscar for the movie Mudbound. Um, but uh, this script is awful. Like it's literally, I know, I know it's like, it might've been like an inside joke in the book, whatever, but there's literally an exchange that goes, you know what? And the other character goes chicken butt. Like that's the kind of like level of crisp writing you're getting with this. It's just very cliche. And it's a shame because you're getting two pretty, you know, really good performances, honestly, out of Michael B. Jordan and especially Shantae Adams. Um, she is great. It's really her movie. Like Michael B. Jordan's in it a lot, but he's not the lead. It's really her film. Uh, and she does a great job. She's very charismatic. Both of them are so charismatic. Michael B. Jordan's really likable actor. He's so good in the Creed movies. You, you can't help but root for him. And like they pull off some of these scenes that have no business like you should like i should have been just rolling my eyes the entire time and like a few times in the movie i was like no i'm kind of really rooting for these people i really like these these people even if they are saying kind of inane things um right. uh and the movie's also really jagged like the first third of the movie is like a, a rom-com and then it becomes like uh like a military story and the last third is like really over the top like pull out your handkerchief cry drama at the end and yeah. it's really abrupt with how it, it, it does that um it doesn't pull it off well at all uh, i'm gonna give this a c minus uh, it's the worst movie i've seen so far the leads are so good and so likable i can't say this movie's terrible though like um but it really it with anyone else and i mean it's just similar to like a tender bar situation if you had anyone else in these roles like this movie would be a complete disaster um yeah. are you a michael b jordan fan at all uh yeah i enjoyed his work in creed and i'm trying to think of oh what's like one of his early roles he's in the wire um it was the first time i saw him was in the wire uh which is a fantastic fantastic show obviously uh and he was great now he was also in friday night lights um uh which is another really good show the wire is substantially better of course but but he's been a really good actor for a really long time um uh he's obviously in black panther and he's he's had a quite a career this movie doesn't work and i can I mean, I, I don't know. The, the thing is, so I talk about Spider-Man a little bit. So, I mean, so I'm sorry, with um, Ghostbusters a little bit. And I, I said on the Ghostbusters episode that this is a movie that did not need to be made. Like, this is telling, uh, this is like a meaningless, this is telling us a story we don't need to hear. But I think there is a story here that is really valuable to tell. And it's, 
uh, kind of the middle section of this is that Michael B. Jordan's character is in the military and he's like really struggling with his military duties and his family duties. He's like, all right, you know, I have a pregnant wife at home, but I can't really be there for her. And you can kind of see the guilt in his eyes, but he also doesn't want to leave his men behind. It's in the middle of the Iraq war. And like yeah. kind of that give and take, like no matter what he does, he's going to be letting someone down, whether it be the military or his wife or his girlfriend or whatever it, it, it may be. And um, that's a really difficult challenge. Um, so I kind of, I think that's an interesting story there. The other stuff I didn't find as interesting, but um, I guess the book is quite good. But the movie I would, I, I can't begin to recommend this. I mean, unless you're like a Michael B. Jordan completist, um, I, I don't, I don't know if this is really worth seeing. Uh, the Lost Daughter. So a quick thing here, and then I'll get into spoilers here. It is on Netflix. Um, so this is a unsettling movie um, directed and written by Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, the writer, isn't doing Maggie Gyllenhaal, the director, any favors. Uh, so, I mean, both these movies are directed by actors that are not in the films that they're directing. Um, and, uh, I think Maggie Gyllenhaal has a really bright future in directing. I think she's like really set a really interesting mood and got some really, really good performances out of her actors. And I, the setting was interesting. So like in a, in a journal for Jordan, there is a scene where it's like raining outside and they make a note of it. They say it outside. They say it in their, they're in a hotel room and they're like, Hey, it's raining outside. Like let's, let's go out later. And one of the characters goes, no, let's go out now. So they go outside and it's sunny out, which they do mention. They're like, oh, the sun came out, but the ground is bone dry. Like you can't do that. Like that is bad filmmaking. Like you, you either expect your audience to be stupid or, or you're just cutting corners. It's like, I know it's a small thing, but that's just, that's just like lazy, shitty filmmaking. Where like Maggie Gyllenhaal would not have done that. Like she has a lot of attention to detail with, uh, it's, it's about a woman in Greece um, that uh, has a, a questionable past. Um, I'll leave it at that before I get into the spoilers, but, uh, but the details of the Greece resort she's at and the people involved are all meticulous. You can tell Maggie Gyllenhaal really cared about this film and really try to make a good movie here. Um, I'll end there. So if you haven't seen this and want to see it drop off now, uh, I'll be back, uh, in two days. Um, no warthog, uh, warthog scheduling, uh, stuff with me and then he's going away. So I don't know the next time we'll have warthog on. Hopefully we'll have warthog on soon. Uh, I think probably the next time I do a military movie, I'll, I'm probably going to have warthog back in here. Um, which none are coming up, but we'll, well, you never know. I mean, if you told me guess who's coming to dinner was going to be back on, I would, I would have given you kind of a weird look like, you know, a couple weeks ago. So, um, so yeah. So next week I will be back with what back to the future and, uh, Oh, King Richard. Uh, so, you know, two movies that, you know, King Richard is available online right now, like Warthog said on HBO Max. So uh, check that out. And obviously Back to the Future is everywhere, I'm sure. If you haven't seen that, then probably should stop listening to the show and go watch that right now. Um, okay, so let's get into some of the spoilers with, uh, and Warthog, you want to close your ears. You haven't seen this either. It is, um, so the character played by Olivia Coleman, a great performance by her. Ed Harris is in this, he's quite good as well. Um, she's a mother that abandoned her kids. And um, it's the movie doesn't know quite what to do with her by the end. Like it's really unsettling. Like when I say unsettling, like, there's like there's some, maybe some bad characters around. You kind of wonder where this is heading. Um, Olivia Coleman steals the doll of one of the children of this bad family um, for really no real reason. Um, 
uh, yeah, I think just to kind of like fuck with these people a little bit, but it's never quite explained, which is fine. You don't need explanation. Some pe- sometimes we all just do kind of weird shit and don't know why we did it. Um, the only thing is she keeps the doll for a long time and you wonder, all right, well, you kind of, in theory, need to kind of explain that. Now, obviously she has some sort of regret about her leaving her kids and you, you, and it does kind of at one point kind of as an audience goer, I'm like, oh, can, you know, is this movie asking us the question is, can you be a good person if you abandon your kids? Which is a really interesting question, I think. The movie doesn't quite answer it, doesn't know quite how to answer it. Um, it kind of lets us off with a cheat. One thing I did like was it has the Ed Harris character who basically did the same thing. Um, he abandoned his kids as well. Uh, but he's, because it's a man, it's almost different. Like you don't, I, I, I thought about it afterwards driving home, like, oh my God, like the Ed Harris character did the same thing. But when a mother leaves her family, you know, that happens a lot. Uh, it does pack a different kind of punch than when a man does it, which is not fair at all. And I'm sure that's one of the points Maggie Gyllenhaal was making with having the Ed Harris character in there, which is a really interesting one. But then the movie just doesn't resolve. So uh, I went to RottenTomatoes.com and I was kind of curious what the, what the uh, takes were on this. So with a Journal for Jordan, 98%, I think, of people who watched Journal for Jordan liked it on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, this is great. And like 46% of yeah. critics liked it. Where with a good daughter, it was flipped. Where, you know, 48% of people who watched it did, you know, liked it. And then 98% of critics liked it. Uh, and I think a lot of audience goers, probably for a good daughter, felt the same way I did, where like, this didn't really resolve. And I know it's kind of becoming a thing in cinema lately. I feel it's like we'll make these like art house or Oscar contenders, these character studies that just don't go anywhere. And it, it kind of just gives you all this like buildup. And then it's like, oh no, this person is kind of broken, but we need to accept them. And I, I, I need more out of movies than that. I like a good story. You love military movies. So you, I imagine, want a real clear conclusion when you watch a film. Yeah, especially uh, uh, historical movies where there always is, you know, a clear ending. Yes. Warthog always said decisive ending. Uh, he doesn't like anything, anything to be left uh, amb- ambiguous. I think the movie basically says it's okay okay to be a shitty mom, which I don't know if that's, I think it kind of lets the character off the hook. But once again, Olivia Coleman, if she gets nominated for an Oscar for that, that would be great. It sounds like this is getting some Oscar buzz. It might get like a best picture nomination. I don't think it would win. Um, I think movies like Belfast have a better shot. Maybe even like Licorice Pizza has a better shot. Um, but I mean, it's still really early. So who knows? Nominations haven't even come out. I'm going to give a good daughter a C plus. Um, I don't know if I can like, you know, I don't know if it's really worth seeing, but if you're kind of interested in, in that kind of story, uh, check it out. It's on Netflix. It's free. So, I mean, you can't beat that. I don't, I don't pay $7 to see it, uh, at Kendall, uh, Kendall square. So, uh, okay. I think that's, that's, that's it for today. Be back. Uh, I'll be back alone. Uh, next time you hear me here on, on think would be uh, what Saturday morning. And then um, later on in the week, though, I'm going to have a uh, guest on that uh, does film curation uh, for Cinema Salem. So I'm excited about that. Uh, And then I'll be talking more about some of these uh, movies uh, down the line. So, uh, Warthog, thank you for joining me this week. I appreciate it. Before we go, though, I do want to talk two tours one last time. Go to twotours.com. They have gummies. They even have things for your pets. Uh, Pet tincture bacon flavored. and, and that's going to help calm your dogs down. Uh, they have, like I said, they have gummies for, for me and you. Uh, they have vape uh, items here as well. Cartridges, disposables. Uh, go to their website. Check it out. They have a ton of products. Tutors.com. Uh, that's tutors, T-W-O, tutors.com. And use the promo code MOVIES. Do that. You save 20%. You get free shipping. 
that's that's a no brainer. But check out their, check out their website though. They have a ton of great products, uh, and and they are they've been so supportive. They are great guys. Uh, so please go check out tutors.com. And I will be talking to you folks uh, about King Richard and Back to the Future on Saturday.